We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. This Sunday, they've got the 300K Baller Contest. Very reasonable $10 entry with $30,000 going to first place. Certainly check that out. And the Yahoo Cup, they've got it for all their sports, but in NFL, not only is it a free roll that happens every single week, if you build the perfect lineup, you can win $1 million. Free to play. No reason not to jump in. Check it out only at Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast right here on rotogrinders.com, talking everything for week six. Can't believe we're already on week six of the season. Flying by, but we cover every game on the main slate, cover the lines, cover the totals, and of course, all the DFS action here. I am your host, Chris, beer maker's man. Prince, joined as always by my boys, my fellow OGs, head chopper and notorious. Chop, I want to start with you here because uh, I got a little gloating to do, buddy. My Packers come into Dallas and uh, put a put a whooping on your boys there. So feeling good about that. As far as DFS, we know it's a super chalky week. I mean, scores over 300, absolutely crazy. Uh, if you didn't have some Will Fuller in your life, some, some McCaffrey, some Aaron Jones and his four touchdowns against the Cowboys, then you weren't winning any money. So Thoughts on the game, thoughts on week five. How we doing, my man? No, man, you do not get to gloat when you sat up here and said you thought the Cowboys were going to win that game. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't that work like that. Jinx, uh, that off, does man. not work like that, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, cannot, I cannot allow that, man. That so. was fully planned out, a reverse jinx that actually worked. Terrible. That's just terrible. <laughs> I don't uh, – yeah, it was a – uh, it was a rough week, man, just in general. Like, I'm, I'm probably never going to win. Well, I know I'm never going to win, like, any significant money when when the chalk hits that hardcore, man. That's just not <clears> – that's just not – listen, when the Blitz and Derek Cardi win all the money, it's probably not going to be a good week for guys like me, all right? So, I just can't do nothing with, like, a 22% a owned Will Fuller on DraftKings that does that. You know, I just can't. 
there's nothing I'm going to do, man, that, that's going to be good that week. So just just uh, lick your wounds and, and move on to the next week and know that there's going to be plenty of weeks where the chalk doesn't quite hit that hard, and that's when we can make, make some moves. Lick your wounds. It, it sounds like a, a, a talk in the Dallas Cowboys locker room. That, that's what's going on as well. Lick them wounds and move on Go and go play uh, Sam Darnold in the Jets. So we'll talk about that game. But let's bring in our other co-host here, our boy Notorious. How was week five, buddy? Yeah, it was a rough one for me. I was on McCaffrey, I was on Fuller, I was on Thielen, and uh, still got crushed. Uh, just one of those weeks where if you had a couple of duds in your lineup, uh, it was going to hurt you. And I had way too much exposure to the Bengals and the Cardinals game. You know, those offenses just didn't uh, pan out the way I was hoping, and a lot of field goals in that game. So uh, it was rough for me, but overall it's been a pretty good season. So uh, looking forward to week six. Yeah, was that a tilting game? I mean, yeah. how many times were them teams in the red zone, down on the five, and nobody would score? They, they would turn it over, uh, kick a field goal, just, just a, a crazy game there. So, yeah, one of them weeks. I mean, it, it seemed like all the puzzle pieces are there. It was just putting the puzzle together on getting the right combination. But hard to remember a week with so many guys scoring in the 40s, the 50s, I know we always say, you know, crazy week, but that might be one of the craziest weeks we've ever seen. And keep in mind, the chalk does this once in a while, but it doesn't do it every single week. So keep that in mind when you're making your week six lineup. So let's get into the game, guys. we got 10 games on the main slate again. Uh, we won't go over Thursday night football, which should be a massacre. Uh, New York going into New England. Uh, but we won't cover that. Chopping Big T been doing great. Congrats to our boy Big T hitting the big giblets once again on the showdown slate. But those guys do a great job on all your showdown videos. So Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, uh, we won't cover those games. Let's get into the main slate, guys. First game for us today, Cincinnati and Baltimore. Baltimore, big 12-point favorites here at home, 47 and a half is the total. Uh, Derek, let's get started with you here. Cincinnati yet to win a game, uh, lose at home to Arizona, now have to go to Baltimore, who – uh, coming off a loss of their own, or a tough game there, I should say, not a loss, but a tough game in Pittsburgh. Does Baltimore just smash here? Yeah, you got to think so. Um, on the Cincinnati side, you know, it's actually a better matchup than you would think. Baltimore's defense hasn't been, um, you know, very good this season. They're 29th in overall DVOA, 25th against the pass, 28th against the run. So uh, we should like somebody from Cincinnati. I just don't really trust their offense. I mean, Dalton couldn't even get it going against the Cardinals. So, I uh, got to think he's going to struggle in this matchup, although uh, we should monitor the status of Jimmy Smith. If he's out again, that does hurt their secondary. So you know, maybe you can get some Tyler Boyd in there. Uh, he's still 6,300 coming off of another big game. We saw Auden Tate play every snap with John Ross out. So uh, he's only 4,500. I know he's basically a tight end, but should get targets in a game where they are going to be trailing. So don't mind looking at those two. Uh, I wouldn't say they're, you know, priority plays or anything like that, but they're okay. Uh, probably going to be avoiding the running backs, even though Mixon is pretty cheap. And then for Baltimore, yeah, I think this is a spot to load up on Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's going to get his points, uh, whether they're trailing, whether they're winning. Uh, we saw him struggle last week, still finished with a decent fantasy outing. He's under $7,000 on DraftKings. We could see him have the first 100-yard bonus uh, for a quarterback this season. He's already got the 15th most rushing yards of any player in the NFL, so uh, I like his chances against his Bengals defense. Uh, Mark Ingram, 66% uh, of the snaps over the last couple of weeks. So uh, I think you can look at him. I don't think a lot of people will go there, but 
we know that you can run on this defense. And then uh, if you are playing Jackson, pair him up with Marquise Brown, pair him up with Mark Andrews. I think a lot of people will see the fact that Brown only played 46% of the snaps last week, but he left the game with the ankle, ankle injury. So uh, not too concerned about his playing time. Should be back to a full complement of snaps this week. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a great spot for Baltimore. You can attack a lot of different ways. Mark Ingram, the passing game. Keep an eye on Mark Andrews, uh, still dealing with that foot injury. Uh, played 43 of 81 snaps on offense. So uh, if he were to be out, Hayden Hurst might be a nice value play at 3,200. Chop, over to you, buddy. Big mismatch here. Anything to see on the Cincinnati side of things? And then how are you attacking this Bengals defense? Well, Derek kind of summed it up pretty good with the – the Baltimore defense is, you know, shockingly bad, to be honest with you. We're not used to Baltimore having a bad defense, but they don't have a very good defense this year at all. So uh, I would be looking to take advantage of them, but, you know, you can only go so far with the Cincinnati offense. They're just terrible, man. They're just not good at all. So uh, I don't know exactly what I'm, you know, I can possibly press here. Joe Mixon, I love Joe Mixon as a fantasy player, but not, not, not this year, not behind this offensive line in this system. It just doesn't look good. Tyler Boyd is – he's an average receiver. He's okay. You know, he's probably, I think, a little bit better when A.J. Green is in there and can take some of the pressure off of him. But there's nothing spectacular about Tyler Boyd, so it doesn't make me want to automatically flock to him. Auden Tate is what he kind of thought he was. You know, he's – if he gets you a touchdown, that's great. He, he made value if – if he doesn't, then he's going to stick you with a pretty bad, uh, pretty bad line, and uh, and now his salary is up to forty five hundred. I don't want any part of that. Tyler Eifert's not the same guy he used to be, so I don't think I can go very, very many direct. Like if they can't get it done at home against Arizona, it's just not that many times I'm going to be able to play Cincinnati. Sure, they're going to put up big points, maybe a couple more times this year, but I, I can't take a chance on them every week like that. So I'll pass on them. I think it's a Mark Ingram week. Marquise Brown left last week's game. I think he came back briefly, but he's still a very fragile guy. He's a small wide receiver, so I don't trust him with an injury. Mark Andrews obviously has an injury. Not only was he beat up before that game, he went down in that game with an injury. So I have a, I have a lot of issues with their wide receiving core. I think it's a running game. I think Lamar runs a little bit more. He's always going to be safe, but I think it may be a Mark Ingram multi-touchdown week. So that's that's my direction in this game, Mark Ingram. Yeah, I'm with you on Ingram. I think he's my favorite play. Like Lamar, the, the pass catchers, you're kind of guessing. You know, love the air yards and all that with Hollywood Brown. It hasn't paid off. It's going to sooner or later. Uh, Cincinnati side of things, I think it's Tyler Boyd for me. I mean, you look at the last couple games against Baltimore, 27 targets over his last three games. Uh, 91, 91, and 71 yards is scored in two of those three games. And we know the secondary uh, just beat up. So if I am running it back, probably the only scenario I'm using any Cincinnati, uh, for me, it would be Tyler Boyd. So. Let's talk to spread and the total here. Uh, chop any leans, Baltimore minus 12, total sitting at 47 and a half. Oh, man, this is a tough one. That, that, that's a big number, that 12. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't have any leans here. I can't, I can't pull the trigger either way. I just – it doesn't feel very good to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same camp here. The numbers feel about right. Uh, I could see Cincinnati keeping this thing close. I could see Baltimore you know, winning by two touchdowns or more in the, in the total – could go either way. Can Cincinnati do the heavy lifting? Baltimore team total sitting at almost 30. So I think if anything, I, I would go on the Baltimore team total side of things. But but neither one of these are ones I want to attack. Derek, thoughts here? Baltimore minus 12 or 47 and a half? 
Don't love the spread at all, but I don't mind taking the over here. Uh, by DVOA, both these teams are ranked in the bottom four in defense this season. We know Baltimore is going to put up points, and you know if their defense is going to continue to struggle, especially if Jimmy Smith's out, maybe the Bengals uh, can put up some points as well. All right, let's move on to our next game. This one should be interesting. Seattle traveling to Cleveland. Uh, Seattle small favorites here. It opened up uh, Cleveland favorites, but Seattle now minus one and a half, 47 on the total here. Seattle coming off that big home win against the Rams. They survived. Cleveland, we know the story with these guys. Just got absolutely thrashed on Monday Night Football by the San Francisco 49ers. So thoughts here, Chop. Uh, Cleveland, do we go back to them? Are people going to shy away? Is this a, a buy low contrarian spot? Not a buy low because the prices are still pretty expensive, but Odell Beckham under 7,000 here. Can we possibly play Baker Mayfield coming off of one fantasy point? What do we do with these Cleveland Browns? One fantasy point. One, I just, it reminds me of Major League. One goddamn hit. I mean, that's pretty – that's astonishing for an NFL quarterback. I don't care how good a defense is, and Frisco is a good defense but not a great defense. One fantasy point. It's, that's amazing. So – I think uh, Cleveland's going to be uh, a team that is hit or miss every week. You know, you, you can – there's going to be times when they do the thing they did to Baltimore and put up a big point and big points. And then there's going to be times when they completely do the Monday night thing and crap the bed. So, uh, you know, they're going to be hit or miss. They're back at home. I definitely think this is a week they could hit. Here's, here's the thing about Cleveland. I don't know, just watching the games. There's no chemistry between Baker and Odell. Everybody was like, oh, this is going to be such a great pairing. There's – Odell is a such an upgrade at QB over Eli, and it probably it probably is an upgrade, but there's no chemistry there. So my suggestion to Odell was maybe you should have been in some of those voluntary workouts with Mayfield in the off season instead of bumping your gums out there, you know, branding yourself better, you know, off the field. Get out there and get a little chemistry with your QB because there's no chemistry right now. So I think there'll be weeks when they do well, and there's going to be weeks when they completely ghost us this seems like a decent week so I don't mind going back to Odell in tournaments won't take Baker anytime soon Nick Chubb's always a threat he's their most reliable offensive weapon and uh that's just the way Cleveland shakes out Seattle this is you know always a good always a good spot for Russell anytime a team can uh keep him in engaged in the game it, it's not a blowout and yeah he's he's uh always going to be a an elite play. So love me some Russell. Love me some Lockett. We saw DK Metcalf finally get loose. That's good for him, but I don't think I want to count on him again. I think it's more of a Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett game, and I'll probably not go with uh, the running backs here. Chris Carson, I probably want to prefer him more at home moving forward, not on the road. See, I, I like Carson here. I mean, you saw Matt Breida, that yeah. long run, 11 for 114 yards for him. Tevin Coleman coming off an injury. He gives you 16 for 97. I mean, they did whatever they wanted to against this front. So uh, I kind of like Carson here. I don't disagree. Russell Wilson's in play. Lockett's in play. This could be a Seattle smash spot here, although the total, uh, 47, uh, seems a little bit lower than I thought, to be honest. I, I thought this one would be approaching 50. So, Derek, your thoughts here? A lot to get to. Uh, the Seattle side of things, you like Wilson, the passing game for Carson. You know, how are you handling Cleveland? Going back there or are you, you sitting out this week? I think this is one of the better games of the week uh, for Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, Chop's tweet uh, summed it up nicely. <laughs> one fantasy point, four quarters. That's not very good for Baker. 
but yeah, I looked at some projection systems, uh, a few of them this morning, and it looks like Chubb and Odell are both rating out as like top three values of their respective positions. So they'll both be very popular. I think they're both solid options. You know, Chubb's basically been playing 80% of the snaps in close games, and you know Odell just continues to get you know targets and air yards. Just hasn't turned into much outside of that big game against the Jets, but. The guy that could fly under the radar a little bit is Jarvis Landry. He actually has a 26% target share, uh, which is just 2% lower than Odell. And he has more air yards than Odell this season. He's going to be lower owned and he's going to be significantly cheaper across the industry. So I think uh, Landry's a nice pivot off of Odell in tournaments. And then for the Seahawks, I like their passing game and their running game. Um, you know, Chris Carson, even with Rashad Penny back, played a season high 84% of the snaps last week. He's still a fumble away from getting benched at any time, but you can't really play DFS like that, you know, hoping for something to go wrong. So 6K, I like the price point. I like the matchup. Uh, you mentioned the Niners running all over Cleveland uh, on Monday night. So do think he's in play. And then Wilson, I mean, he leads the NFL in touchdown rate, passing points per attempt. They just need to let him throw the ball more. Uh, they have the fifth highest run play percentage in the NFL. So uh, it's always game script dependent when it comes to Russ. Uh, when they're down, then he puts up huge fantasy outings. And when they're not, they tend to lean on Carson. So uh, I like getting exposure to both uh, you know, the passing game and the running game just in separate lineups. And, yeah, you can pair them up with Metcalf or Lockett. Uh, Metcalf, I'll keep my eye on uh, the status of Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward. Uh, they are both been out the last two weeks. And, obviously, that's hurt their secondary. So keep an eye on those two and then, uh, yeah, go from there. All right, let's take a look. Total and spread. We talked about it earlier. Seattle minus one and a half, 47 on that total. Derek, uh, either one of those stand out for you. The Browns have just been so hit or miss. Uh, after everyone's kind of given up on them, I feel like they're going to bounce back and win this game. So I'll take the Browns um, since it's less than a field goal in terms of the spread, and I'll take the over as well. Yeah, I think the over for me as well. Started at 46. It's already up to 47 and a half, 47 we mentioned. So it's already on the move. Uh, both defenses leave a lot to be desired here. So I think, you know, a game both teams score in the 20s uh, makes for an easy over here. So give me the over. Uh, not too sure on the spread here. I think this could go either way. So I'll just take the over. Chop, thoughts here, minus one and a half for 47. I guess it'll be three for three on the over. I don't, I don't particularly like the spread, but, uh, yeah, I think we can see some points in this game. All right, let's go to the next game. Uh, Derek, we're going to go to you here, buddy. Jacksonville, a home game here against the Saints. Uh, started out Saints for favor. Now Jacksonville, minus one at home, 44 on the total here. The Saints, uh, great game at home against Tampa Bay, obviously. Michael Thomas, the big game. Teddy Bridgewater uh, popping in all those models uh, from Derek Hardy. So <laughs> been hearing about that all weekend long, but a great call there. But now on the road in Jacksonville, tough loss in Carolina. But coming home, I think this is an interesting spot here. Now, the problem is 44 in the total. Both teams are projected for right around 22 points, Derek. How does this play out? I mean, it's two kind of middling offenses, to be honest. Minshew's been solid. DJ Chark looks like the biggest mispricing on DraftKings this week. Same price as Willie Sneed. How in the hell has that even <laughs> happened? Like, it's just unbelievable. So, is he a cash game lock? Is he a guy that'll be popular in tournaments? So your thoughts on the game, but but most importantly, Chark here at only 5,500 on DraftKings. Yeah, so the, the main concern here is that both teams want to play slow. So that probably accounts for why the total is so low. But uh, I do think there's some upside here. Uh, Gardner Minshew, we'll start with him. He's only 5,000. He's played very well. Doesn't really look like a rookie. Uh, New Orleans, 26 in DVOA against the pass. So it's a nice matchup for him. 
You can pair him up with Chark, but he's probably going to draw the coverage of Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, he shut down Amari Cooper two weeks ago and then held Mike Evans to you know nothing last week. So he's been playing a little bit better. I think that could open up some targets for D.D. Westbrook. I still think Chark is viable. You know, he's fit in the NFL in receiving yards, six in their yards, uh, and he continues to get you know red zone targets every single week. But I like Didi. I uh, should run most of his routes against P.J. Williams in the slot. Uh, you know, we've seen slot receivers just burn the Saints time and time again this season. Last week it was Chris Godwin. So uh, I'll actually take Didi over Chark. I'm hoping that's going to be a contrarian thought, but, you know, people are getting smarter. So maybe that's not going to be the case. And then uh, Leonard Fournette, hard not to like him in cash and tournaments. He's basically a workhorse back that's not priced like one. 6700 this week. He's had 31 and 27 touches over the last two games. Not really concerned about a matchup against the Saints, so continue to play Fournette. And then for the Saints, yeah, it was a perfect scenario for them last week at home against a beatable Bucks uh, secondary. I'll probably be off of them. Uh, I think their offense is going to continue to run through Kamara and Michael Thomas, but they're both kind of priced up a little bit. So I think it's a much tougher spot on the road against Jacksonville, especially if Jalen Ramsey ends up being back. Um, who knows if he's ever going to play for the Jags again. But if he ends up being back, I think you downgrade uh, the Saints passing attack quite a bit. Yeah, Thomas's price jumped from that egregious 6,600 up to 7,800 this week. Kamara actually down a little bit, down to 8,000, so the third highest price running back on this slate. But I agree with you, tough spot here for New Orleans on the road. And I like the Westbrook call. You know, slot against New Orleans always something you want to target. So uh, keep an eye on the ownership there. But that Chark mispricing, I think people may go there, and then D.D. Westbrook becomes the play. So uh, agree with that. Chop, your thoughts here, Saints and Jaguars. Yeah, I'd, uh, this is this is not a super interesting game for me. But uh, for the Saints, I, I'm not going to play Teddy Bridgewater. Props to the guys who played him last week, but I'm not going to do that. I don't think he's a particularly good quarterback. Kamara, oh man, I just can't get excited about Kamara until Drew Brees is back. He's just sucking the value, the life out of Kamara in this offense with Teddy Bridgewater. So don't like that route. Michael Thomas can always be a guy we turn to, but now he's on the road against – Maybe Jalen Ramsey, but for sure A.J. Bowie. Or, so I don't know if that's a good matchup. I just don't like the matchup for New Orleans. And on the flip side, Jacksonville, I mean, what's their strength? Is Leonard Fournette? Well, this is a brick wall running into New Orleans, so I don't like that. D.J. Shark could potentially be matched up with Lattimore. That's hit or miss for the offensive player, but in this case, I think it's probably more miss for D.J. Shark, so don't like that. Yeah, you could turn to Westbrook. I think the I think the entity I like the most in this game is probably uh, the New Orleans defense on the road. I don't like to take road defenses a lot, but I mean I could take New Orleans defense. This is not a, I don't I don't think this is a very sexy game at all. So I don't know how much I'm going to have exposure to this. I think Teddy Bridgewater just throws a monkey wrench into my offensive plans for New Orleans. How are you, you going to take a defense against Uncle Rico? Come on, man. <laughs> That guy's been lights I mean, out. He's, he's been okay. I just think uh, maybe just from a actual football perspective, maybe just a tad bit overrated. I think everybody's on that mustache and feeling good about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, but from a fantasy <laughs> perspective. Reason. Yeah, I mean, but I think uh, this is a really good defense he's going to run into here. Hey, Gardner Minshew over Baker Mayfield. How about that for a hot take? That's not very hot these days, man. <laughs> this guy, may, let, let's you let me remind you, Mayfield point. scored one <laughs> freaking point, man, on Monday Night Football. I'm talking in general. That dude's uh, been solid. So uh, I don't mind a, a little Minshew here. The total a little low to, to maybe go there, but the price is right. Uh, spread, again, minus 144. I think I'm taking the Jags at home. 
Uh, Chop, what do you think here? Sounds like you're on New Orleans. Uh, I'm going to take the under in this game. I don't, you know, uh, I think that one is fine. I think it's a toss-up of a game. I'll take the under. I don't think there's a lot of offense. Derek, your thoughts? Yeah, Jags. Oh, I knew that. That's I shouldn't it. even That's ask. It. She just should have wrote that in marker. Just lock it in. But uh, I'm with you this week. So let's go from a 44 total to a 54 and a half. Uh, Houston and Kansas City. Uh, Houston, big win at home. Huge numbers for Watson. Uh, Will Fuller, Kansas City. Obviously saw in that island game. You know, disappointing performance. Lose at home to the Colts who played it well. You know, run the, run the ball, run the clock. Uh, Mahomes. Uh, let's go there. Let, let's start with Mahomes. Are we worried about this offense? Because it doesn't seem like Vegas is 54 and a half on that total. The Chiefs, 30 and a half on the projected team total. But things have not gone as well lately. I mean, they pulled out the win in Detroit. Uh, they lose at home. He hurts his ankle again, hobbling around out there. This line opened at eight and a half, bet all the way down to five. So, Chop, thoughts on Kansas City? Sounds like Tyreek Hill should be back. I think Kelsey in a good bounce back spot. Any concerns here with this offense? It all comes down to his receivers being healthy. If Tyreek Hill is, is going to play, it's just business as usual. If, if Sammy Watkins plays, it's business as usual. If neither one of those two guys plays, I got some, I got some worries about Mahomes, and I think that's what we saw on uh, Sunday night football this past week. He lost Sammy Watkins really early. And, I mean, outside of Kelsey, just didn't have a lot to throw to. So, I know – it's a decent Indianapolis defense, but it shouldn't have been able to do that against Mahomes. So it's all about the receivers. If they play, or even if one of them plays, along with Kelsey and Damian Williams, and they're good to go. So uh, that's that's that would be only that would be only a concern with Mahomes. Otherwise, this game's going to be pretty fantasy friendly right here because you're not shutting down Houston either. So Deshaun, I mean, uh, this has got to be it's got to be the Hopkins week, man. I thought it was going to be yeah. last week. And um, I fell for it. Instead of going with Fuller, I, I paired him with Hopkins too much. So, But this has got to be the DeAndre week. There's just no doubt about it. There's nothing stopping him or impeding his way on the defense. So there's got to be a little narrative there in that locker room to get DeAndre Hopkins going this week after Will Fuller did what he did. So that's definitely where I'm centering a lot of my attention in this game. And on the flip side, you could play Mahomes and pair him with whoever you want. Like It could be Hill, Watkins, Kelsey. You could even pair him with Damian Williams in a running back quarterback combination. They're they're all good. So there's nothing stopping the KC offense this week. Yeah, I'm going back to Hopkins as well. That was my my big pairing last week. Hit on Watson, uh, and it was Will Fuller. But I think a lot of people are going to go back to that. Well, and we know Will Fuller does this. He has these huge weeks. Uh, no Kenny Stills in the lineup certainly helped uh, capture a lot of the deep deep ball, the deep attention. Saw a ton of targets, but. Uh, Hopkins getting too good to be this bad. He wasn't terrible. Eight for 88 is nothing to sneeze at. I think he has a huge game here as well. So I'm going right back to that well with you. Derek, your thoughts here? Potential shootout. Lots to like on both sides. Who are you prioritizing here in Houston, Kansas City? Yeah, you're going to want exposure to this game for sure. Um, I think my quarterback in my main lineup is going to come from one of these two teams. You know, Watson with the big game last week. Uh, I will note that if you're looking for a reason to fade, you know, Watson, uh, the Chiefs over the last two seasons, they've uh, allowed 30 points per game on the road and only 19 points per game when they're at home. So they have been better. They're still not a good defense, but um, they've at least been better at home. Uh, but I like Watson. Obviously, Hopkins, yeah, I agree with you guys. It's about time for him to get going. 
But I do think the industry as a whole, it's getting sharper. So I think everyone's going to kind of go to Hopkins this week and Will Fuller after that huge price jump. I think everyone's just going to hop off. Uh, he's 6K on DraftKings. If that comes with very low ownership, I don't mind running it back. Uh, you could even do a triple stack with Watson, Hopkins, Fuller. Obviously no interest in the running backs there. And then for the Chiefs, yeah, just going to take a wait-and-see approach uh, with his wide receivers. If Tyree kills back, uh, don't mind f firing him up in tournaments at 6,900. If he and Watkins are both out, then uh, Pringle at 3,500 becomes a pretty easy play. He'll be one of the free squares of the week. Uh, Travis Kelsey's seen at least eight targets in every single game. He has 115 more air yards than the next closest tight end this season. Uh, Houston's been tough on tight ends, but, you know, Kelsey's Kelsey. So a lot to like here. Just going to take a wait-and-see approach there. As for the running backs, you know, Damian Williams saw uh, 35 of the 63 snaps against Indy, but it sounds like McCoy is going to get more involved uh, moving forward. So don't really want to touch that for now. And my super sneaky defense of the week is going to be the Chiefs just because there's going to be a lot of plays ran in this game. Texans have allowed the six most sacks, and they are 31st in adjusted sack rate for their offensive line. Yeah, bold call there for sure. And I heard a little rise when you said air yards over on Chop's side of the house. So Always. <laughs> Always get some going. Love some air yards over there. All right, spread Kansas City minus 5, 54 and a half on the total, Derek. Liking either of those? Not really. I don't feel great about the line. I want to see the, you know, the health of these Chiefs guys and then the total. I would lean toward the over, but that's a lot of points. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this one. I think Kansas City bounces back here at home. So I'll, I'll go with KC minus five. Uh, not, not a strong play there, but if I have to pick one, I'm leaning that direction. The total, you could see them try to do what the Colts did and slow this game down. I could also see both defenses just getting torched here. So I'll stick with Kansas City minus five. Chop, thoughts here, minus five, 54 and a half. If he gets, if Mahomes gets one of his receivers back in addition to Williams and Kelsey, then I'd take the over in his game. If not, then I'd take Houston in this game. There you go. Let's go from that game to maybe the worst game of all time. Ooh. Washington and Miami. <laughs> Guys, I, I don't even know what to say uh, about this game. Two winless teams. What you can say is there's cheap plays in this game. I mean, there's a lot of value in this game with these two teams. So. Uh, total sitting at 41, Washington minus three and a half here on the line as road favorites. Can't believe I'm even saying that, but shows you how bad these teams have been. Derek, you get the <laughs> pleasure of uh, leading off with this game, buddy. Good luck. Yeah, I don't have very many notes on this one. Uh, but my question for you guys is, you know, both these teams are trying to tank at this point. So are they going to tank defensively or offensively? Because if it's defensively, there could be a lot of points scored in this one. This could be 0-0. Zero, zero. It could be zero zero. <laughs> Baker uh, Mayfield's I, gonna outscore everybody in this game. So Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Rosen, Drake, Parker, Preston Williams are all cheap for Miami. And then, you know, for the Redskins, the only guy I would touch over there is probably Terry McLaurin uh, at six thousand. But I don't love this game. I think you can play the defenses. I think I I really don't know. Maybe you just avoid it completely, but something's got something's gotta score here. Yeah, I mean, Preston Williams has been solid. So, if anything, I, I wouldn't mind looking there just for a cheap $4,100 receiver. McLaurin I like, but he's up to 6 k I mean, you're talking about the uh, same price range as Will Fuller now. Feels like an Adrian Peterson game, and more so oh. on FanDuel, but I, I don't even know that I could do it. I, I just This game is just nasty. Chop, 
This feels like one of your under specials here, and the total's only 41, so anything in DFS for this game? Uh, I think you can. I th so if Miami's ever going to win a game this year, it's gonna, it's got to be this week. If they, don't, if they can't win this week, then you go into the, you know, whatever site you bet on, and you just, you take that prop where Dolphins don't win a game all year long, and and that's free money because this is the only game they got a shot at winning. So, because uh, they're coming off a of bye week and they're facing this Washington team, just lost their coach and everything. Just everything about it screams Miami finally winning a game if they actually want to. So we'll see how that plays out. For Miami, I think uh, I think Devontae Parker or Preston Williams, you can find a little bit of value there. They're both super cheap. And uh, I don't know. I, I bet if you plugged in the old Derek, Derek's buy low air yards model, then I bet Devontae Parker's name pops up near the top. So I think you could take one of those receivers. I don't have any interest in the running backs over there. For Washington, yeah, if McLaren is back, I don't see why we wouldn't take him against uh, Miami, who's got a terrible defense. So McLaren. Oh, man, I don't know if I could do the Adrian Peterson thing. I know, man. That's, that's <laughs> nah, awesome for sure. I love me a little Peterson, but we are stretching it right there. So, you know, it actually, you know what, man, I'm going to take that back, man. I think, I'm, I think we may be on Peterson this week now that I think about it, right? We got a new head coach. He's going to probably establish the run. I think we can establish a little Adrian Peterson maybe. So, yeah, I could go that route. But I, I seriously, though, McLaren looks pretty solid. I mean, if we're going to play him when he was healthy – against all those other teams and he was doing well why couldn't he do well against Miami yeah we'll see what they do at the quarterback position uh they, they're saying they're not going to play Haskins uh Keenum's still hurt so we'll see if he's back Colt McCoy terrible uh more fantasy points than Baker Mayfield is about all I can say for Colt McCoy so ugly 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 how about how about betting on this game that that may be even worse here but I think I got to take the Dolphins. I can't justify taking the damn Redskins as road favorites. They, they've been just as bad as the Dolphins. So give me the Dolphins at home plus three and a half. Chop, three and a half, 41, like in either of those. Uh, yeah, give me the Dolphins at home as uh -oh. an underdog. Uh-oh. Derek, clean sweep here in the Dolphins? Sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds too convincing. <laughs> I, I don't like this game at all. I honestly think it would be like under 30 points or over 50 points. Either both defenses are just going to let the other team score or both offenses aren't even going to try. Uh, this one is absolutely ugly. All right, let's get out of this one. The fact that we spent even four minutes on that game is, is upsetting. So let's go to the NFC. Two of the better teams here. Philadelphia traveling to Minnesota. We have Minnesota minus three at home total sitting at a middling 44 here. Uh, Minnesota goes into the New York, beats the Giants, as we'd expect. The squeaky wheel that we talked about uh, paid off with Adam Thielen. Uh, now at home against the Eagles. And the thing with the Eagles, very good against the run. Uh, they handled business at home against the Jets. Now, do we do we go to Dalvin Cook here, Chop? Uh, again, Philadelphia's strength is their run D, but they have struggled against pass-catching running backs. Minnesota uses him there. Or do we load up on the receivers here? We know that secondary absolutely terrible so i'm more excited about the minnesota side of things but is it cook is it thielen is it Diggs? is it a combination of the three of those i'd be i'd be a lot more confident in stefan Diggs in this game if, if i would have known he if i know he was going to go out there and actually play and not just be sleepwalking around out there and and, and pouting that's it's pretty rough to watch last week uh, while thielen racked up all the targets or all the yards and touchdowns so I'm a little bit, a little bit of trepidation on Stefan Diggs. He's clearly the guy that should be able to win in this matchup. But 
I think they uh, got that out of their system last week, and now they keep on pounding some Dalvin Cook. So, yeah, I'm gonna go back to the Dalvin Cook train here. I don't. I certainly can't play Kirk Kirk Cousins, and uh, and I don't, I don't know if I, if I can't play Cousins, it's hard to trust either one of those receivers. So I'm back on Dalvin Cook, and on the flip side, just just a tough game for Philadelphia being on the road like this. So, uh, oh man, I mean, I guess you could you could you can always stack anybody any quarterback with his wide receiver in any format and in gpps and get away with it but it just doesn't feel like i want to do any of that with this philadelphia team this week i just don't i don't think they have a whole whole ton of success so maybe if if deshaun jackson were to come back and we we heard he was healthy maybe i could play some deshaun jackson but other than that man i just don't like this philly side this week yeah, I'm with you. Minnesota generally pretty good at home, especially defensively. So it, there's nothing really standing out on the Philly side of things. You mentioned Deshaun Jackson. Uh, that would help. That would make things more interesting. But I uh, don't know that he's ready. They're saying he's close. But uh, keep an eye out on that. Derek, your thoughts here, mainly the Minnesota side of things. Is it Cook? Is it back to those wide receivers? And like in anything on Philly here, team totals under 21. Uh, Vegas isn't expecting a lot. Neither are Chop and I. Your thoughts on the Eagles? <laughs> Yeah, you know, we try, We kind of tried to uh, warn everybody about Wentz last week in a two-touchdown favorite game against the Jets, and he just didn't need to do a whole lot. Um, but, yeah, I think the key is Deshaun Jackson. You know, his numbers with uh, him on and off the field are uh, pretty different. So, uh, if he's active, I think that definitely helps Wentz in the passing game. Oh, sorry about that. And, uh, yeah, I think Zach Ertz is just underpriced. You know, Minnesota, they're very good defense, but they're 19th in fantasy points allowed to tight end. So at 5,400, I do think you can play Zach Ertz. And then on the Viking side, yeah, it's ugly, but I do think uh, I'm leaning towards Kirk Cousins in the passing game. Uh, we know Philly very good against the run, their fifth uh, DVOA, 23rd against the pass. Uh, we know their corners are all banged up, and even when they're healthy, they're not that good to begin with. So I don't mind pairing them up with Thielen. I like Diggs in large field tournaments. I know, you know, he is pouting a little bit, but still has a 20% target share, 37% air yard share. Uh, and in the first half last week against the Giants, the Vikings ran 23 passes and only 18 runs. So maybe they are going to lean a little bit more on the passing game moving forward. Uh, I don't mind playing Cook as well. Uh, you mentioned that the Eagles have struggled against pass catching running backs, so that helps Cousins, if anything else. But, yeah, I like the Vikings more than the Eagles, and their defense is only 2,600 if you need to punt the position. There you go. I think it's digs for me, just uh, not in cash games, but in tournaments, uh, 5,900, a decent price there. Nobody's going to want to play him. Uh, if anything, they'll play Thielen. So I think digs could be a little bit off the radar here. So spread minus three, total of 44, Derek, uh, either of those for you. Mm, I'll take the Vikings. Uh, I, I mean, I like their offense more than the Eagles and I like their defense more too so I'll take the Vikings I mean, don't let me twist your arm here You're like, oh, I'll take the Vikings that's yeah. not a very convincing pick there Chop you, you got any more uh, any more conviction on this game oh I certainly do you for sure signed me up for some under in this game under. <laughs> how did I know that was coming as unders win man unders cash old man unders <laughs> overs for the show unders for the dough uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. I feel a little bit better about it than Derek did, but uh, at home they're generally pretty good. Uh, I just don't think Philadelphia matches up too well. But with this Minnesota defense, so give me the Vikings. Minus the three. All right, let's go to the 4 o'clock window here. First game for us, Atlanta at Arizona. Atlanta got thrashed in Houston, giving up a ton of points. Now go to Arizona, who snuck out that win in Cincinnati. A pretty high total here at 52 Atlanta minus two and a half on the spread. Derek, 
This one should be fantasy goodness. What do we do, though? Sanu's been the best Atlanta receiver. Is it a Julio week? Uh, Arizona side of things. David Johnson uh, hurt his back. Uh, it may be a Chase Edmonds chalk week here if he's uh, if he's the starting running back, only 4,600 on DraftKings. So a lot to get to in this game. Who are you liking here, Falcons and Cardinals? Yeah, as long as DFS has been around, when a workhorse running back gets hurt, uh, you just plug in the backup, especially when they're underpriced. He's only 4,600. So keep an eye on David Johnson if he's out. Definitely want to get some exposure to Chase Edmonds. If DJ plays, I mean, he has been seeing a ton of work. Uh, they said they didn't you know, use him as heavily last game just because of that back injury. So I think he would be an interesting tournament play, especially since his price went up. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, led the game-winning uh, field goal drive last week against uh, the Bengals. So that was pretty good. Uh, he's had a pretty high floor, and he's yet to really show his ceiling. He's running a little bit more over the last few games. Uh, and then you got to keep an eye on Christian Kirk. If he ends up being out again, Keyshawn Johnson played 95% of the snaps. Uh, he's only 3,900 this week on DraftKings. Fitz is one of those guys that I'm always fine with or fine without. Um, he's still too cheap on FanDuel at 5,600. And then for the Falcons, it's another good spot for Matt Ryan. He's thrown at least 300 yards in every single game this season. Uh, his ownership always seems to be lower than it should just because he doesn't run the ball a whole lot. Uh, people like those you know, dual-threat quarterbacks. But I think it's a great spot for him. We've seen quarterbacks just uh, thrash his Cardinals defense all season. Although I do think Patrick Peterson should be able to return from his suspension um, this week, if I'm correct. And if that's true, then he'll probably match up against Julio. Uh, but for me, it's all about Austin Hooper. Just continue to play tight ends against the Cardinals. Uh, we saw Tyler Eifert wide open last week. Uh, Dalton missed him for a touchdown. Also had a long play called back due to a hold or offensive pass interference. I can't remember. But tight ends against the Cardinals, just continue to play them each and every week. Yeah, I mean, Hooper still remains a little bit too cheap on DraftKings. I mean, price went up, but 5000 is fair. And I think we all had our concerns with Eifert last week. Uh, but Hooper in a good spot here this week. Chop. Fantasy Bonanza here. Uh, if you say under in this game, I'm going to be surprised. Fantasy Bananas, man. Bananas on fantasy. Uh, it's a good game. Uh, Atlanta, at least it's kind of like a – I don't think it's a pure dome stadium out there in Arizona, but it's it's kind of like a dome. I don't know. Maybe Derek, can, maybe Derek knows what Arizona Stadium is. Is it a retractable roof? I, point being that Matt Ryan really – typically does okay in domed type of environments, but struggles in the pure outdoors. So, you know, yeah, fire them all up, man. On the road, Julio on the road is always a thing. Matt Ryan, Austin Hooper, everybody's going to turn Austin Hooper this weekend, but for good reason, I guess. So we can go there again. And then for Arizona, it's all like, like Derek said, I would have no problems firing up uh, Chase Edmonds if, if David Johnson sits. I don't think he sits. I hope he doesn't sit. And then we'll see what Christian Kirk does too. It all, you know, their whole, all their value depends on what happens with those couple of guys right there. But Kyler Murray finally starting to run. Been waiting for that. He's now becoming uh, a force in fantasy and will continue to get better as the year goes on. So. I could, I'm always going to find room for Kyler Murray on my rosters moving forward in multi, multi-entry. Yeah, I mean, he's, he hasn't even been – hasn't had that huge game, and, and the floor has been like 17 DraftKings points, which is getting you close to 3X, a couple games close to 20, 25-25. Uh, I don't think we've seen that, that big massive game out of him yet. So, against yeah. this defense, uh, this could be one of those 30-point games, and you're feeling good about it. So, even at 6,500, I agree. You Love know what Tyler. else? 
what what else is going to propel his value as a season is when Cliff Kingsbury learns how to call call plays in the red zone because right now it's that's a travesty what they do down there and eventually I would hope he gets would hope he gets a little bit better at play calling down there and then Kyler Murray will really explode. Yeah, that that game was was just nasty, man. Just too many field goals, too many blown opportunities. So I like him a lot this week. Uh, Edmonds would be a lock and load for sure if he's the starter on the Atlanta side of things. Can really pick your poison. Hooper, Julio, Matt Ryan. I think you can go to any of them. What about the running game there for Arizona or Atlanta? Any interest uh, in Devontae Freeman, Chop? Uh, I, I just I, – no, not really. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a couple of decent games this year. I don't want to use the word toast, but he really does look toast right now. So – I'll, I just probably can't pull the trigger. I can't do it. It's it's just interesting because he's getting a lot of targets. And, yeah. and that, you know, that can, can give you fantasy value. I'm with you. He doesn't look great, but the opportunity has been there. Derek, your thoughts real quick on Devontae Freeman. Yeah, not a lot of interest for me. Uh, Cardinals play a lot of defenders in the box. And Freeman, I mean, you pay 600 more, you get to Le'Veon. Pay 900 more, you get to uh, Fournette. So probably no Freeman for me. And then update on Patrick Peterson, uh, six game suspension. So he'll miss this week as well. Uh, makes me feel a little bit better Gosh. about Julio. So Julio smash spot. What, yeah, the hell did he, what did he do for six games, man? Uh, so everybody he, else, he had a, games. he had PED and then he also had a masking agent, which gave him an extra two games. Oh, so he tried trying to, to cover it. it up. Gives you an extra two. Well, that's not very bright. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Atlanta minus two and a half, 52 on that total. Chop, do you like in either of those? Yep. I think I think we got to go with the over here. Oh! Seems like there's too many uh, too many plays run in this game against, uh, you know, an offense in Atlanta that can put up points. So, yeah, like like the over here. All right. I was going to say, if you were taking the under here, man, you really don't like fun. So I, I'm with you on the over 52. Uh, Atlanta's given up over 20 points in every single game. Uh, Arizona, we'll see if the offense uh, puts it together, but had plenty of opportunities uh, to score over 30 points in that game against Cincinnati. I don't think this is much bigger of a challenge here than, than that Bengals did seeing the Falcons D. So I like the over here as well. I like Arizona as well. I think they, they get a home win here. So Arizona money line. And the over for me. Derek, your thoughts? Make it three for three on the over. Both of these teams have struggled to run the ball. Uh, we saw Kyler throw some deeper targets last week after his dot was dropping uh, in weeks three and four. So, yeah, give me the over. And I would lean toward the Falcons. All right, let's go to the, probably the game of the week, uh, football-wise. I think even DFS, there'll be a lot of interest in this game. But San Francisco going to take on – the NFC champion, L.A. Rams in L.A., San Francisco. Huge win at home against Cleveland. The Rams heartbreaker there in Seattle. But coming back home and trailing in its division, I think it's a big game here. 50 and a half the total. Uh, Rams sitting at minus three and a half here, Chop. So what do we do here? The, the Niners defense looks legit. Uh, Gurley looked a lot better last week. Do we go there? Jared Goff. Uh, the yards have been there, but the touchdowns have not. So – a lot of wrinkles to this game. What do you think? Oh, this is a good game. Good real life game. All right. You know, I may I may be like a week late and jumping on the bandwagon here, but I think San Francisco really, really makes life rough on Jared Goff. And I think Frisco wins. They're they're legit, man. I think they I think they're gonna win the division this year because of what you said. That defensive line is nasty. It gets to the quarterback, makes the secondary look even better. They can – we saw on Monday Night Football, like, 
not putting all my eggs in just one one sample size of a basket on just just the Monday night game, but this guy draws up great run blocking plays. He can get running the running game going. Got to establish the run to win in the NFL these days, guys. We know this, and Kyle, Kyle Shanahan does it. So I like the I like the 49ers here. The problem with them fantasy wise is they literally have like seven skill players outside of George Kittle. Then you just don't know which one if it's going to be Brietta Coleman Mostert. Debo, Goodwin, Pettis, Bourne, Richie James, they're all legitimate threats on any week. So I just stick to uh, George Kittle fantasy-wise, and I don't, I don't want to touch nothing else. And on the flip side, I think they're going to make life tough on Jared Goff. So I don't know how much Jared Goff I want. I don't play Todd Gurley anymore. So maybe you can finagle me into a Robert Woods share or a Cooper Cup share. But uh, I'm just going to one-off a guy from the receiving core for the Rams, but, and I don't, I don't want any of the other pieces. I, I think it's too good of a defense to, to go too, too heavy overboard stacking Jared Goff with guys. What about Gerald Everett? 19 targets over the last two games, uh, last game, big game, seven for 136. Uh, are we buying this or is this just, I mean, it would help if Cooks was out. I think that would open things up, but uh, any belief here in Gerald Everett shot? Yeah, you know what? That might be a way they, they attack because I don't think I, – I, I don't know how much they're going to be able to attack with straight wide receivers. So maybe you get it to the tight end quicker. So, yeah, I, I mean, might as well. I mean, it also depends. I haven't looked at the, the grand landscape of – let's say this game was transported into last week and we had no good tight ends on the main slate. You could definitely fire him up. I don't know what that landscape looks like this week, so I have to take a look at that. Yeah, I mean, you got all the studs pretty much. Kettle, Ertz, Kelsey, so uh, – but he's 3,600 on DraftKings. So, uh, Niners D has been good, but Everett, intriguing. All right, Derek, your thoughts here. Big game. What are you liking for DFS, though? I think this is a good football game to watch, but is there a lot of DFS interest here? Yeah, Chop summed it up perfectly for the Niners. You know, they're a good offense, but they just have too many skilled position players that are all split and work. So don't really want to take any chances on the Niners outside of George Kittle. 5,200 seems uh, way too cheap. Uh, finally had a pretty decent game on Monday night. So don't mind going back to Kittle. Um, but then you got to choose between him and Austin Hooper going up against the Cardinals. I think I would lean toward Hooper, but probably have exposure to both of them. And then for the Rams, yeah, Goff has been much better at home than he has been on the road throughout his career. Uh, definitely want to keep an eye on Brandon Cooks. If he ends up being out, I think that boosts uh, the target share for Cup, for uh, Woods, and then maybe for Everett, like you mentioned. Um, I've already done my consensus value rankings, my first set of them uh, for the week. And, yeah, like you mentioned, Beer, uh, at the tight end position, it's just all the studs and then no value. So if you do want to save at the position, don't mind going to Everett. And I have a little bit more faith in Gurley than you guys. Um, played 93% of the snaps last week against the Seahawks, and that was on a Thursday game, coming off a short rest. So clearly he's healthy enough to be out there. Um, he hasn't looked terrible. He's only 6,200. If he's going to get a workhorse like load at low ownership, uh, I'll have a little bit in tournaments. The shoe this is, is on this the is other backwards. foot. Oh, <laughs> the wow. tides have turned. Yeah, they have. Me, me and Chop were printing money with Todd Gurley all them years while he sat in the sidelines, and now you now, want to jump in. Now Noto jumps on the gimpy Todd Gurley. I'm what still the... chasing it. I'm still chasing it years later. <laughs> oh, boy. That price is intriguing. I mean, 6200 uh, But this this front for San Fran, I mean, Chubb had a decent game. Game script got out of control on him. So I'm intrigued by that price. Uh, we'll see if it pulled the trigger by Sunday. All right, line is minus three and a half, like we mentioned, 50 and a half on that total, Derek. You like either of those? I will take the under. I think both of these defenses are pretty good. 
All right, Chop, let me guess. You're going under here. No, I'm taking the road underdog. I think Frisco pulls the outright win. I, I just, man, I just think they're a really good team this year. So, as long as Garoppolo can stay healthy, I think I think they're going to be a force in the NFC. I think I'm taking the Rams here. I, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, recency bias on the Niners. They really haven't played anybody. I'm not disagreeing. They look great, no doubt, but they have not been tested th this season. So to go into LA, uh, the Rams I know just lost to Tampa, so people are going to be avoiding them. It feels like one of those spots where everybody's going to be on San Fran. So I'll take the Rams minus the three and a half. All right. Oh, two you're games you're calling me a recency bias donkey. You're calling me a donkey. man. <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice about it. And you just came out and called yourself a donkey. So Goodness hey, babe, gracious. When you, when you make okay, I changed my pick. I want the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> when you make a donkey pick, I got to, I got to play oh, it off. But, man. Uh, be a good I, game. At least I wasn't on the Cowboys last week on this show. I was. I yeah, don't know. Work to perfection, baby. Work to you got perfection. me again. <laughs> oh, love it. All right, two games left for us. So here on the pod, we got Tennessee and Denver the next game. One of these low total games. 39, Tennessee lost at home to Buffalo. Uh, Denver, big shocking win going to LA and beat the Chargers. And I think we discussed that last week. The Chargers never seem to cover the damn spread at home. So Denver goes in and gets a win. Can they keep the momentum rolling here at home, Derek? Yeah, uh, I think they keep the momentum rolling. You know, I don't really trust Mariota, especially on the road, but this is an ugly one. I mean, this has a lower total than the Redskins and Dolphins, um, and these guys are more expensive. So I don't really like a lot for Denver. I think Philip Lindsay's fine. Uh, 5,300, he's been very good getting all the red zone or the goal line looks, and he's pretty involved in the pass game. But don't really love the receivers. Don't really love Joe Flacco. I think they're just going to be content running the ball, and the same goes for the Titans. I think it's going to be a very slow-paced game. If you want to play Derrick Henry, you know, parlay him or pair him up with the Titans defense, I think that's fine. And if you built a bunch of lineups, uh, Delaney Walker's 3,700 if you're looking to punt the tight end position. But for the most part, I think this is an ugly game. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement. I was, was liking Noah Fant last week, one target, six yards. He did outscore Baker Mayfield, that's all I can say for him once again. But did not get the job done. Yeah, there's not a lot here in this game. Lindsey's been pretty solid, but – uh, against this Tennessee defense, I, I could just see an ugly game here, though. So, not a lot for me in this game. Chop, you liking anything here in this this 39 whopping total here? We got ten, Tennessee and Denver. Uh, not a lot. Let me see. Uh, just trying to think about how I was felt last week about Denver. I mean, they came out to play good defense. I mean, I, Joe Flacco, believe it or not, I actually had a couple shares of Flacco on DraftKings because the price was so low, and it's still low. So I think I could go back there. Tennessee has a decent defense, but they can be beat by a couple of pieces in that defense that you can beat up on. So I think Flacco could, you know, catch, catch a break here and throw for another 300 yards, and it's either going to be Sutton or, or uh, the guy who's actually stepped up. Uh, Sutton is the guy who stepped up this year and really – second year made that big leap so I prefer Sutton over Sanders but one of those guys could go off so I like I like that I don't mind that I probably won't don't want to mess with Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman on the flip side yeah that's a wash for me I don't want to go Derrick Henry on the road as a slight underdog that's not good the Denver pass defense is, a, is has gotten beat up at times but it's still too good to throw Corey Davis or A.J. Brown out there they're just not they're just not premier wide receivers yet in the NFL. So, uh, 
Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that one. It's There's a reason why this is 39. It's just not very appealing. All right. You want to bet on this one? Two and a half, 39. You want to hit that under? Uh, that's such a low under, man. It's hard but to go under. But I guess I, I guess that's the way I feel, I feel it's going to go is under. So got to take it. I think I'm with you here. I, I could see a 21-17, 17-13. It's ugly. Kind of like we saw with, with Buffalo last week. So uh, maybe Tennessee's offense can get a little bit going, but team total sitting at around 18 on the road in Denver. Uh, I'll go under here, but I don't love it. Uh, Derek, uh, you got any strong leans here? Not a strong lean, but I will take the under as well. Uh, both these teams want to run the ball, and we finally saw some signs of life from the Broncos' defense last week against the Chargers. All right, let's wrap it up. Our last game of the week, we got Chops uh, wounded. Dallas Cowboys, after that awful loss to my Green Bay Packers, <laughs> hitting the road. Oh, yeah, I'm going to keep bringing it up, buddy. I'm, I'm just sad I didn't get any of those, those <laughs> million-dollar chop bucks out there. I, I forgot to – Well, you can't – you 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 got to bet to you got to bet man. Oh, you gotta I forgot to slide in, in the DMs. You got to have confidence one. in your team. What happened to confidence beyond re reasonable doubt or whatever that is? Like you, you bailed on them, man. I I just forgot about it. I should have slid in them DMs. So uh, we'll see. But Dallas going to the Jets here. Dallas big favorites minus eight and a half right now. I think that'll change. Sam Darnold uh, was just actually announced in here over the last hour or so. So. Darnold is back for the Jets, 43-and-a-half on the total. What's that? Game changer. Darnold, game changer. I mean, can't be any worse than Luke Fall. That's for <laughs> damn sure. So, Darnold back, chopped. Did the Cowboys respond here? Do they get it together? Do they go in there and get a big win? Yeah, I would imagine they do. Uh, even with Darnold being back, it makes it a little bit more difficult. But I don't uh, – I would imagine that they can come out with uh, – a slightly better game plan than they had a couple of weeks ago. And then I don't, I don't even know what last week was either. I don't know. I don't know how to pin that. Like, I don't know. I thought they could have attacked it a little bit better last week too. I hope, I hope they get back on track offensively with their play calling and all that other good stuff. So, but I think they do. I think, uh, I think you could take any one of the, like, it's so hard. Do you take Elliot? He could run for two touchdowns and bust that hundred yard mark. Cooper is an every week GPP play. No matter what, you, no matter what the matchup is or how bad you think it is, you just always stick him. Have a few shares of Amari Cooper in GPP. That's just that's what he's been since he's been in Dallas. Is any week he's a game changer. And uh, and now you got Gallup back. He's been very very good this year. Came back and had a nice game. So he's in the mix too. So I think you could take any one of these Dallas guys and feel good. But the Jets. You know, Le'Veon Bell should have a breakout game eventually. Don't know if this is the week. This is a tough linebacking core for him. I guess if I'm going to pin my hopes to one person on the Jets, I think maybe it's Robbie Anderson this week. So don't have a lot of confidence in him, but Anderson seems like he's primed for a breakout. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when there's a defense that gave up four touchdowns to a running back, you know, I want some exposure yeah. to the running back here. <laughs> I guess it's a good Le'Veon spot. You know, I Le'Veon, my I think Aaron Jones is a lot better than Le'Veon Bell these days, but I get what you're saying. And Le'Veon's been all right with 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 Falk. I mean, the the targets have certainly been there. The numbers have been okay. It's not like he's been unplayable. So you know, you get your quarterback back, you add in uh, Chris Herndon, uh, Robbie Anderson. Finally, gets a decent matchup. He's been struggling with cornerback matchups, and Crowder's look great with Darnold here. So. I think it opens things up for Le'Veon Bell. Derek, I'm intrigued. What about you? 
Yeah, one of my favorite running backs of the week when you consider uh, $6,400 salary. He's had at least 22 touches in every single game. I got to think that continues this week. I know, you know, it's not the best matchup, but I'll take volume over matchup at the running back position, especially at this price point. Uh, Darnold, he's definitely going to help the offense, like you guys mentioned. Uh, In the first game that he played, Crowder had 17 targets, caught 14 of them. So at 4K, I will lean uh, Crowder over Robbie Anderson, but I think they're both viable. They definitely both see a boost. And then, yeah, Herndon being back, uh, that'll help as well. Not sure how involved he's going to be, so keep an eye on that throughout the week. Uh, And then for the Cowboys, yeah, I'm going to wait and see if Tyron Smith, their left tackle, is going to play. Um, you know, their offense has just really struggled without him over the last couple of years. Sounds like they're optimistic that he'll be back. Um, if that's the case, I do think it'll help the passing game. I think it'll help Zeke. Uh, Zeke's basically back to playing nearly every snap um, after being eased into action the first couple of games. So, yeah, I like Zeke. I like uh, Amari Cooper in tournaments. You always got to get some exposure there, like Chop mentioned, and Gallup. Continues to play well. You know, he's better than the $5,600 price tag on DraftKings. So I'd like this game more than, you know, most, uh, even though it has a pretty low total. All right, spread sitting at eight and a half. Again, I think that seems a little high. I I don't know if that's the the spread without Darnold or with Darnold or what, but a 43 and a half on on that total. I'll gladly take the points in the Jets. If this thing stays even at at seven or so, I, I think the Jets can keep it close. Uh, and battle the Cowboys here. So give me the Jets at home and the points. Derek, uh, you like eight and a half, 43 and a half, uh, either of those for you. Yeah, I'll take the eight and a half points for the Jets if that holds. And then also take the over. I think Donald's going to provide them enough uh, of a boost offensively. Chop, taking your Cowboys and all them points. Uh, Cowboys by four touchdowns. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you like the over? Oh, boy. I like the over here. I think the Cowboys <laughs> get the over by themselves. Wow. That, this smells like homerism. Well, oh, they, better, they better no do way. something, man. They better do something. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I need a rematch with Green Bay now. I got to make it to the playoffs. Got to get oh, a rematch. We'll see, that, that will really put something together here for uh, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll see in the playoffs here. I, my boy's got a tough game this week. Monday night, Detroit coming in on a roll. So we'll, we'll see. Divisional game. So it should be interesting. But also, don't forget, there is a London game this week. We didn't cover it. Uh, early start there on that one as well. Carolina uh, in Tampa, it was just announced Cam Newton will not play this week. I know there's some talk of him coming back, but uh, he has been ruled out. So early start there. If you want to play that game, uh, there are plenty of tournaments. There'll be showdowns. So uh, that game should be fun there in London. All right, boys, that'll wrap us up for everything here on the main slate for week six. Final thoughts here on the games. Uh, the process, betting, whatever you want to talk about. Chop, the floor is yours, buddy. Uh, I was just alerted on Twitter to this, this, this stat from last Monday night's football game. Baker Mayfield averaged 0.25 fantasy points per quarter. Wow. That's, That's outstanding. Sleep, sleep can, on that one for can another you, Can you do the math for us on that <laughs> one? <laughs> sleep on that one. If you used him in the captain spot, it was a little bit more than that. Uh, you went to bed early if you had him in your captain spot. My, my goodness. Oh, man. No, it's been, uh, what are we, five seasons this week, six? I mean, these things fly by, man. I, I like I com- compare it next to college. Like, college season is halfway through. F- feels like I just started college, and it's halfway through, so – the season's flying by, we're, and we're not even that far away from NBA. It's really going to get hectic at that point. But, you know, you got to make your waves right now, man, because uh, this stuff goes by quick. And then those last couple of weeks, you really don't want to play that much, or you're not going to play as much because 
he got all the sitting out from the playoff team. So this is it, man. We're in the heat of it now. You got to get some lineups in there, man. If you're going to win that million, it's got to be soon or else you got to wait another year. That's right. A lot of slates to play this week too. So be selective, get out there, take a look at everything and what fits your, your budget and your bankroll. But uh, with the London game and some early games, some late games, a good late slate here where it's not two games. We got a nice slate of games there. So game selection, very, very important. So Derek, final thoughts here, buddy. Week six. Yeah, I was going to say it's a great week to play the Thursday to Monday slate. You can play the Patriots D on Thursday night. They should absolutely crush the Giants and then get exposure to Carolina Tampa. That should be under-owned in that uh, Thursday to Monday slate. Then maybe James Conner uh, in the Sunday night game without Jalen Samuels. So, uh, yeah, good luck, everybody, and uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys for listening. For Notorious Forehead Chopper, I am Beer St. Salu. Best of luck here in week six. Week six, we'll be right back here next week covering everything for week seven. Good luck, and we're out of here.